thank you all for coming back again. Another episode of the Eclectic Happy Hour. Yay. And as you know, we are in a new year, new me, new environment, new people. How was your New Year's, Jen? My New Year, it was fun. It could be it could have had a better start, but you know, it was fun. Enjoyed meeting new people, champagne, caviar lifestyle for oh. a moment. For the moment. <laughs> Sean K, Pinky's out? Yes. Oh, yes. we was fancy. Yes, for a little while. Saw the show at the firework display downtown. So that was that was my new year. What about you, Liv? Uh, you know, <clears throat> holy roller. Amen. So <laughs> I decided to go to church for New Year's. Um, my brother and his family came over. And actually, everybody and their mother was at my house this past weekend. So my... First brother, they came down, and um, she stayed with us for a while. Then my other brother that's currently here, he brought his family as well to stay with us, and we kind of joked around, laughed, kikied, ha-ha, opened presents, and I spent time with my little niece, who is uh, the funniest four-year-old <laughs> I've ever met in my life. She's four now? She's four. God! She is four, and she is sassy as can be. She was, we were, she walked up to my room, and she said, what are you doing? I said, watching TV. She said, well, can you put on Frozen? Excuse you? I said, sure, I can put on Frozen. <laughs> and so she proceeds to sit on my bed, and she's just like, oh, I love this movie. And then she's just like, she turns and she looks at me, and she's like, I'm going to get underneath the covers real quick. I said, okay, that's fine. And so as she's underneath the covers, this little four-year-old goes, you know, my daddy gives me medicine around this time because he says I'm sick. And in my mind, I'm like, but you're underneath my covers? You know, four-year-olds carry viruses. Um, hold on now. And then she hops up and starts doing Frozen dance, and I was just like, this is a lot for my spirit, but it was a joy spending you know, a lot I of time. dogs, <laughs> and I barely even knew that well, so children is besides me. And she's the funniest four-year-old that I know, and she's full of life. So we did that. We hung out with them for a while, and then after that, I logged on to church online because my church decided not to broadcast this year for some reason i guess they wanted people to show up physically but Praise you know i was there in my bed counting down with elevation worship okay and it was so much fun that's pastor michael todd uh no uh stephen furtick okay okay and so i sit there and i listened to him for a while i said woo hoo hoo happy new year's whoop whoop showered saged went to bed praise the lord said staging off new energy you know <laughs> <laughs> So that was my New Year's, so I can go into the New Year's with a positive and kind of a better outlook on what I need to do this year. Best way to do it. So this episode, we're going to keep it short and simple because it is a new year, and we do know you all have your goals and you're focusing on yourself. Do you have any New Year's goals you want to talk about, Jen? Mm, you know, I'm going to wait for mine to... I'm going to wait for that seed to take root. That's the best it. way I can describe it. I have some ideas, but I'm just going to see what actually pans out. I feel it. What about you? Mm, I have a couple, but I think my primary one is just get as much work done as I possibly can and not go crazy and mm. stack money. Stack money and not go crazy, but work is definitely a goal of mine. And travel more. I definitely want to travel more because I've been – everywhere it seems like within the last few months and it's like i want to get back to that habit of being just everywhere yeah it's a beautiful feeling very liberating it really so this episode i'm sorry you guys it's gonna be a little heavy um but it's just for awareness as we are in january and it is 
a National Human Trafficking Awareness Month, and that is a very real thing that is going on in society all around the world, even in places that you don't even think it exists. So, um, do you know what human trafficking kind of is, Jen? I do know, but it's always great for the, our listeners to know what it is. Okay, so let's go. So, basically, with human trafficking, it is basically modern-day slavery. It is a billion-dollar industry, and I know a lot of people have regurgitated it over and over and over again. But, basically, the major forms of trafficking include bondage labor, debt bondage, involuntary servitude among migrant workers or migrant laborers, children soldiers, and sex commercial exploitation. Um, so it's basically when you hold someone against their will and bondage them, and you basically make revenue off of them. Mm-hmm. Slavery. Slavery, basically. It's basically, honestly, just modern-day slavery. The number of current track victims in the United States is not largely known, but it's approximated that it's 100,000-plus individuals in the United States every year that's being gained off of commercial and sexual exploitation. So the top 10 cities that we have in the United States for sex trafficking is going to be Orlando because of Disney World, and I'll go into more details about why that is. So Orlando, we have uh, Miami, Florida, Baltimore, Maryland. I knew about Baltimore and Houston. Yeah, Houston is number one in Texas. And actually, Houston is number four in the United States okay. for human trafficking. In Chicago, Illinois, you have Los Angeles, and you have San Francisco, San Diego. Uh, Dallas is on the list as well as Las Vegas, Nevada, and in Atlanta. And the reason why you hear a lot of, like, the New Yorks and the Floridas and the Los Angeles and the Californias and even, like, the East Coast is because they're port cities. Yeah. So their access to get you offshore and back on quicker than it is through foot. So even if you go through Missouri City or Kansas City, there's mm-hmm. a road that you take in your highway and you just keep going. And literally it's just straight to the border. Yeah. And so a lot of track, track victims will go that way. So with human trafficking, um, there's several different methods that can take form into how you are trafficked. One can be you are literally kidnapped. So some people that are kidnapped or just man- randomly vanished are actually being trafficked. So like that movie Taken. Taken, yeah. You're being actually they're trafficked. Or you have people that are runaways, and they get hooked up with someone that is a pimp. Now, there is some kind of like back and forth in different communities where they don't consider uh, some people that are prostituting with a pimp as trafficking, and some people say that it is. And so the like reason, Centoya Brown story. Yeah. So you have three different types of pimping. Centoya was owned by a gorilla pimp. Mm-hmm. So you have three different types of pimping that they do for women. One is uh, your pimp pr- uh, does you exchange your services for drugs. Mm-hmm. Another one is literally just to elevate you, you know, to make sure you have protection. And last one is to beat you into submission. Mm-hmm. And you do what they tell you to do or you don't. So, or you're not here anymore. So basically, um, those are basically the main breakdowns of what it actually is the top traffic victims currently right now are hispanic women and as well as african-american women um they're the highest commodity and don't get it confused that you have to be a certain age to be trafficked you can be a traffic trafficked at any age and you can be trafficked as a male as well because male uh exploitation is on the rise as well that's just the sexual side of things as well as you have labor trafficking for migrant workers, so you, that's when many migrant workers will go overseas or go to different places of work 
to seek, you know, a better life, to be better opportunities, but they end up being taken, beaten, and then auctioned off. Kind of what happened in Libya. Mm -hmm. So basically it was a big story back in 2017 with CNN where um, a reporter went over there and he, he got like an inside video of an auction actually going on. And they were saying wow. $400 a person, $500 per person, $600 a person. And they were like, these people are being auctioned. Mm -hmm. They're being sold. So at this point, after that was released and the video was actually given out, then the United States decided to get in on the initiative of helping to stop that type of trafficking yeah. and added $25 million to the global fund to urge the anti following of human trafficking, and they also urged uh, Libya to combat that as well. Has that happened? Let's hope it is. But that was 2017, and we're going to have to kind of weigh it out yeah. in a sense and see. There's so many causes else. going on, and I feel like this definitely, since not even just America, but the whole world has been, I guess, a proponent or been somebody that actually perpetuated the system yeah. of slavery. So it's never essentially died it's just been abolished. abolished it's illegal now somebody needs to speak up for those people but yeah it needs to be it needs to be stopped period yeah. like it's been going on for years centuries not years yeah. centuries and it's sad that generations it's, it gets that dynasties far. what what have you it's it's terrible and it, it definitely needs to stop and some people are actually doing a lot of great things to prevent it, like Ashton Kutcher, who was big in the news back in 2009 as well as 2016-17, mm -hmm. uh, because him and Demi Moore did create a foundation, and it was called DNA, and it was a foundation to deter sexual exploitation of children, because he uh, went on raids with FBI agents and actually saw things of these girls being rescued wow. and being saved, and he said he saw videos of young girls being overly, overly molested and then that being distributed as se for sale. So he was like, that, that really so... struck a nerve with him. I'm sorry, I'm just getting disgusted because I know it, ha it, it goes on, but it's just so disgusting to know that somebody could do that to a child. To a child. It's disgusting. And it's sad. And the good thing about his endeavors is that his media company that he created, which was the D Digital Defender of Children, mm -hmm. it actually this past... I think 20, in 2017, 2018, it saved a total of 5,894 people that were being sex trafficked. Wow. And it kind of basically rescued 103 children, which is big yeah. in that community because once you're gone, you're literally gone. Yeah. You have to be literally, inner, people have to connect. And I got to learn more about it because um, someone that I knew back when I lived in San Diego, she's from L.A., mm -hmm. and her cousin got snatched up wow. and she basically was talking to an older boy who is basically they get these some girls that fall in love with boys mm -hmm. that are much older and after they get them attached to these boys and they think they're their boyfriend and they love them they then they convince the girls to run away with them once they run away with them then they sell them off and the cycle repeats and so the reason how they were able to get her back is they hired an, a bomb investigator to come and that's professional to track this down and got mm -hmm. her back. But wow. everyone is not that, you know, everyone's not that no. yeah. beneficial because you have children that are latchkey kids still. Mm -hmm. That if their parents aren't there, hate to say it, it's kind of like the whole R. Kelly thing. Like, those are latchkey children. That R. Kelly situation, so it's, like, it's, I feel like it's the ignorance of, and I, I appreciate us doing this episode, it's the ignorance of not knowing what to be suspecting 
of or yeah. are kind of just insecure, not insecure, but just to be mindful of and kind of be like, that doesn't sound right or that doesn't look right or that doesn't smell right. Because like R. Kelly's situation, there was no reason why he should continue to have been around schools after they knew that there was something fishy going on with his background. He shouldn't have been around schools. He shouldn't have been at, <clears throat> he shouldn't have been at the community day fair with the pastors and stuff like that in Chicago. Like a lot of that, it should not have been. But what you don't know, because a lot of people did not know back in the 90s, that, hey, there's a grooming process. This yeah, you is groom what these girls. Exactly. And it's, it's it's sad. Now, granted, he wasn't selling the people, thank goodness, but still, it's still violation. An, a violation of somebody and their rights mm. as a human being. And so the good things that have happened, because it's all not negative, like even you have some people that are trafficked through the air, so they're kidnapped and they're flown to the different countries mm-hmm. and then sold. And back in, two fe- I believe, fe- February 9th, 2017, uh, Sheila Frederick was the flight attendant, and she found... She helped save the girl because the girl was um, looking a little weird. Mm -hmm. And she wouldn't acknowledge her. She wouldn't look her in her eyes. She wouldn't do any of that. And Sheila was like, something's off because the way she's dressed is off and as well as the guy that's next to her is off. And every single time Sheila tried to talk to the girl, he seemed agitated. Mm -hmm. So I'm happy that she knew kind of something wasn't right. And so she took it upon herself to kind of write a note and leave it in the restroom. And then she locked the, the restroom door so no one could go in. And somehow she was able to get eye contact with the girl and signal the girl to go to the restroom. And so whenever she went to the restroom, uh, the guy was behind her, and he stood there waiting for her. And she was like, I hope she saw the paper. And when the girl came out and she saw them take their seats again, she saw she went in there and grabbed the paper. And on the paper, the girl wrote, I need help. Mm-hmm. And at that point, that's when she contacted the captain and was like, I need you to have the authorities waiting for this man when we land this plane. Wow. And so the fact that people are actually, you have to know the signs. If something doesn't seem right, something doesn't look right, don't just be like, oh, it's none of my business. Yeah. If children or even young adults or young women or young men or young boys look like something isn't right or something, they're not in a good, positive situation, just don't be like, you know what? Oh, well, it's not me. It's not my niece. It's not my cousin. It's not my child because it, it could, well could be. be. Yeah. So but that is a lot of positive things. So that goes along with the preventions of it. And that means kind of like if you see something wrong, if you see something confusing, kind of question it to yourself. Mm-hmm. And then also educate yourself, please, and then reinvest back into your community. Because if you reinvest back in community with education and other alternative forms of protection for these adults or these children, like lighted areas being, you know, chaperone, like after school things, you know, different things that can help, then that's best for your, to help add and fund that. Make informed purchasing decisions. So if you suspect that people are, their money is tied up in this industry, don't give your money, don't promote that type of money to that those companies in that industry. I think you've seen kind of a resurgence of that, um, need for knowing where your materials You're are going, coming from. Mm-hmm. So like things like shea butter, blood diamonds, yeah. a lot of that has been, I feel like somewhat heavily controlled. And like e- I even received an email from Tiffany saying, okay, we now know where our diamonds are coming from. Well, it's like, well, Tiffany's, you've been around for, for like a 100 minute. years. So where were your diamonds <laughs> coming from before 2019 today? Like wh- where were they at? Somewhere. So it's kind of, yeah. Not only them, K Jewelers, I've seen their advertisements like 
I think back in 09 when they did that movie um, with Leo DiCaprio and Jamon Hinsu. Yeah. That movie was, that was tough to watch, but I mean, that's a real thing. A real thing, child soldiers. Child soldiers, but not only that, mining in yeah. deplorable conditions and getting paid next to nothing. Nothing. Yeah. And it's sad. And But the good upside is you can purchase things from survivors. So yeah. vendors like Nightlight to the market, Thistle Farm, Eden's Glory. So literally, so Nightlight is a, they sell jewelry. Mm-hmm. To the market is clothing. Thistle Farm is goods and Eden's Glory is the same. So you have those different organizations you can help. And those are products made by survivors mm-hmm. that have been saved, rescued, and were able to get out. And they're being able to be put back on their feet. You can also give your time and donations to organizations such as Freedom United, World Hope. There's literally a huge list. Heart of Texas, Rescue Her, Freedom Love. And I'll leave a huge list uh, for the different cities on our Instagram page. So if you would like to get into the organization and the charity work of that, I'd say do so. If you want to join an anti-human trafficking organization, i say go for it. Please reach out, but don't think that you're going to automatically work, be working with victims because it is very sensitive. So if they need you literally just preparing food, you just need to be able to be okay with just Passing preparing out food. newsletters, yeah, things like that. Because a lot of times that stuff is too heavy for even people to even need to speak about, but it happens, and that's like the nasty part of human society that it needs to be, that cancer needs to be cut out. Yeah, and it needs to be completely cut out. And even though it doesn't affect you personally, it should still matter to you because when I was um, researching this for years and years, because I've been doing this every single time I was an undergrad and they had to do like a topic of research, Mm -hmm. it was always human Human trafficking. trafficking. And so, and I just, for some reason it dawned on me because I think it really bothered me one day because in high school I was Mm -hmm. coming back from working and my mom asked me to stop by and get some beans from the store and I was like, okay, whatever, I stopped and get these beans from these Walmart. (laughs) So I went to go Walmart to get these beans or whatever, and it was literally, I got off work at 11, 11 o'clock at night, yeah. almost 12, and so I stopped. And so I went to the Walmart, and I was walking through the lanes, and someone was lit following me through Walmart. And I was like, ah, this is weird. So then I stopped in the makeup aisle. They because at first the... you were probably like, well, maybe it's just then maybe they just the you know, we shop see, or you know, security. Think I'm stealing, you mm-hmm. know, a little girl in here look yeah. like she's in high school. It's ten o'clock. She needs but to be then at it home. got a little bit more creepy. Yeah. So I went to the makeup aisle. He in the deodorant aisle. I said, all right, let me go to the different aisles. So I literally wrapped around the store, different aisles, different lanes. Mm-hmm. So then I hurried up and got in the lane, and like one of the ladies at the register was like, you can come and check out with me real quick. And I was like, okay. So I checked out with her, and I literally walked fastish to my car. Mm-hmm. And I called my mom and was like, I think I'm being followed. And she was like, don't come home. Yeah. Like drive. You drive to, the, to a police station yeah. or a fire department, and I never knew that. So she was like, yeah, just drive to the fire department drive to the police station and you know we live literally right next yeah. to a police station so I sat there and I stopped there and I went inside and then I went back home my father was livid that I was stopping at night why you tell her to go get them beans I'm sure so he was. <laughs> that's why at that point I was just like why were they following people and my mom was like that's how people get kidnapped it is and so from there that's my where my research started but so, at least you were vigilant enough to know because some people would be so wrapped up in their headphones or whatever else they're doing that they would probably be like, I never saw him or I never suspected that I was being essentially hunted. Hunted. So And we're small people. Oh yeah. We're tiny. Yeah. <laughs> we're not very big at all. So So we need to have mace keys between our fingers ready to like take out that jugular vein if it comes down to exactly. it. Exactly. So that's like 
be very aware of where you're at. You even hear like different stories of girls that random people come up to them when they're just walking back yeah. to their car. Just and even males as well because they can be taken down as well. Yeah. So just kind of be more vigilant. Know your surroundings. Know where you're at. And then if you can, land and help other people do that if you can. For me too, I also like whenever I'm walking to my car, I act like I don't know where it is, and I turn on the alarm mm -hmm. just so. It's kind of like a little deterrent because it's making sound, it's making noises. So I don't think anybody's gonna want to come up behind, behind me you. if there's a car alarm going off because that's already a panicking thing. Like everybody turns around to hear and a car hear alarm. Car. Yeah, exactly. So that's just like something that I do amongst other things. I'm not gonna give out everything that I do because <laughs> I don't want that to be a situation for me at all. But yeah, I'm always I'm always watching who's around me. I don't mm -hmm. like people being too close to me either. Because mm -hmm. I'll be in the store, and there'll be somebody literally like a foot behind me. I'm like, you are too freaking close. I need you to be at least three Back feet. Back it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, at least three feet away from me. If preferably five. Mm -hmm. Five to eight feet. If I know you, okay, cool. You can be like right next to me. We can be like six inches apart. But anybody I do not know, no. Nope. Mm -mm. So that's why I'm like, you know, just take safety precautions, and if you can, because even when I was researching, I like uh, Tupac's poetry. And mm -hmm. One of his one unreleased poetries is called, like, I Cry. And it's basically like, I cry, and sometimes things affect me, but uh, the world moves fast, and it would rather pass you by than to ask what makes somebody cry. That's true. So sometimes, even though life is fast, and you're moving fast, and you got to do what you got to do, you got to go where you need to go, still find time to help in different areas of life that really sits with you in your heart and kind of help aid where you where you see fit. Even if it's not human trafficking, if it's literally helping the homeless, do that. If it's feeding, uh, uh, being a big brother, big sister program to help children that don't have a, a positive figure in their life, do it. What you give back in this world, you get back. Sometimes just stopping and reaching out to people that you haven't talked to in a long time because you never know who's who's got that dark cloud just sitting over them and it hasn't been able to move at all. Yeah. Sometimes a funny meme or a phone call or and I feel like we get away from that. We're so in this little bubble of text before you call or how dare you FaceTime me and it yeah. wasn't a scheduled FaceTime. Like sometimes people need that like hey I'm thinking of you or that just kind hand yeah, can go a long, long way. way. Just a small, kind gesture can go a very long way. Kind of like I was listening to a podcast. I think it's called Getting Grown. And the girl said she, whenever she messages her friend, she says, she doesn't ask them, how are you doing? She doesn't ask them, how is your project going? She says, how is your heart? Hmm. And it's like, oh, wow. And it's, it takes it away from like, oh, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm doing that. So you're wrapped up. But how really, how is your heart? Yeah. How are you holding up? Yeah. And I was like, that's, that's real because that's true. So if you do want to figure out more about human trafficking, make sure you can go online, Google for yourself, or even go on Instagram and hashtag um, Human Trafficking Awareness Month or Stolen People, Stolen Dreams, and you'll be able to find more information. And that is our episode for the day. So tell a friend to tell a friend to be of service to someone and also to listen to the Eclectic Happy Hour. Yes, and there is an article that I did write for two blogs. I will leave those blogs on our Instagram page, and I will link them in our bio so you can be able to find them for this month. And thank y'all.